Welcome back, everybody, to Life Gives You Lemons. So it is now March 1st, 2023, and there is a lot going on in our world right now. There's a lot of things that are just controversial topics, and one of them is parenting. And for my guest today, I have been friends with him for like 30 years, y'all. I'm dating myself here. We go all the way back to junior high days, and we have had some of the most controversial conversations in years past. So I just wanted to bring him on, have some back and forth banter, have a discussion. We're going to talk all about parenting and where that is today for both of us because we both have kids and where it is in society and what it does to our kids today and how different it is today than it was 30 years ago when we first met in junior high. So Josh, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time and sitting down with me and doing all this and we're going to dive deep into and you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, my name's Joshua Garrison. I'm 42 years old, local here in Bloomington Normal in Illinois. Um, as she said, I've known her for quite some time and uh, this will be my first ever on a podcast so forgive me if it seems a little awkward for me it, uh, <laughs> it definitely is but uh I'm, I'm more than willing to try and share my experiences and things that have happened to me and my growth through those experiences um so i mean if it helps somebody in the long run that's that's the benefit of it all absolutely 100 percent. so as i said we're both parents my kids are grown now i can honestly say that my son is almost 25. He'll be 25 later this year. And I, with 100% certainty, can tell you I was a bitter baby mama for the longest time. And I, given the opportunity, will sit in front of my son's father and his stepmother and sincerely apologize for all of the negative bullshit that I brought into that co-parenting situation or lack thereof because we didn't have one and even now my son's almost 25 we have not spoken since he turned 18 they're like we don't need to have a relationship with you even though there are big steps in every child's adult life that you all want to be present for Absolutely. marriages yeah. children graduations Gra college, yeah just big, uh, first house first car things right. of that nature you yeah. really want to be present for those you really want to help your children and we've had no communication no conversation so i do eventually want to face-to-face -face, sincerely apologize especially to the stepmom because I I was just that I was a bitter baby mama and I did not want to let go and I did some really awful shady shitty shit to them and it wasn't deserved and me being 42 and just looking back at that I was petty and I I had no reason to be right, like that right. well we all we all have situations when we're younger um just as you said there a moment ago that you, you want to be in present in your child's life because even in their adult life, they're going to go through things. Yeah. That is something you were going through that you didn't have anybody to mentor you in the situation Correct. and really help you understand the bigger picture. Yeah. And it's it's your first time in that situation. We're all human. What do you do? Right. You're, you're, you're fighting in the dark. You got no clue. Correct. And, and every little piece of information you gather along the way as you grow through it helps you light that path, you know, helps you to understand more about those things. Um, I mean, it's it's great to hear <laughs> that you're looking back at it with that mindset and that you right. understand that those things weren't positive, that they just brought negativity to the table and it wasn't really beneficial to the situation. Correct. But, you know, going forward, you know that. 
and that if you have that opportunity, you can correct those things, make those amends, and hopefully, you know, going through the rest of your son's adult life, yeah, you guys can all be present for all those things together. Hopefully, and, you know, hopefully. I mean, there's still a lot of animosity there. They, like I said, we haven't spoke since my son turned 18, which. You know, to each their own. I totally respect the parenting job that his dad did. Now, I also have a daughter who is 19. She'll be 20. And I held 100% control over her entire life. I didn't have to fight somebody else. Her dad was one of those present but inconsistent parents. And we didn't always get along. And... I fought him for a long time just to be present. Right. And there came a time where she was seven, eight years old, and I just quit fighting. You're going to be there. You're going to be there on your own terms and not on my terms. And I'm not going to fight you. You're going to miss out, and that's on you. Right, right. And that's for him to recognize that. It's uh, That's something that's – I really – you know, I'd like to think that I have the capacity to understand a lot of things, but that's something as a father myself I just don't understand. Yeah. I don't don't get it. I I get – the I, I completely understand the aspect of not wanting to deal with your child's mother if there's just negativity involved and it's never coming to a positive solution. Yeah. But in all that I've gone through with, with my exes over my daughters, um, I still maintain that I consistently want to be present in their lives, regardless of the argument yeah. going on in, in the subcontext of the argument, that satellite argument. The... The primary goal behind all of it is to make sure that your child is okay, not to make sure that my ego is okay. So if I have to step into it headlong time and time again to be browbeat by the mother of my daughter, then that's what it is. Yeah. You know, I just have to, I have to prepare for that's the way she's going to be. Um, I have to, I, I, you know, it sounds strange, but I've done things like recording the conversation before I show up to pick her up or drop her off. So that way, if anything happens in the altercation, I have Proof. some sort of evidence, some sort, if it ever came to a court case. Now, thankfully, it's never been to that point, but it's still, it's still difficult to deal with just the negativity coming from her and me trying to be there. Yeah. And it makes me feel at times as if th- there are definitely times I want to throw in the towel. There are definitely times I, I, you know, I feel like I'm not going to see my daughter again. So what's the point in continuing to try? Yeah. And if I was to hang on to that thought initially and drive on that, that continued, continue on that thought and that impulse of, you know, just giving up, just throwing in the towel, then I wouldn't be able to come back and, and build that. You know, you're losing all that time. You can't consistently build that bridge with your child. Yeah. You're not trying to build a bridge with the other parent anymore. You're trying to just be in your child's life. And I think that's what a lot of guys really need to understand is that it doesn't matter what's going on outside of you and your child's relationship. If if the other parent is being negative about it, you just kind of have to roll with the punches, so to speak. You yeah. Know what I mean, it does suck, but... Uh, and there are things in place that you are able to do. And that's the, mm-hmm. one of the main things that I, I ask... Anybody going through a situation where they're not able to see their kids because their baby mama is negative or their baby mama just has complete control, my first question is, what steps have you taken to rectify that? Because there are things in place. And I learned, because I did all of my stuff with custody of my son, I did all of my stuff on my own. And I had a judge tell me that I should go to be a paralegal or go to law school because I was really good at it. 
Right. And then all the laws changed. And <laughs> visitation right. then was also included in with child support and it threw a curve into all of that. And so do you have a visitation order that you can go if she's still refusing to let you see or talk to your child? Do you have something in place where you can go to the court and be like, Your Honor, this is what the order says, but this is not what is happening right now. Right, right. No, um, currently no. And that is a big problem in my eyes. But uh, a big part of that as well is is understanding the finances behind something like that. Yep. So I'm not on my daughter's birth certificate. Okay. I was present for her birth and was argued with and asked to leave within the hour. So you so didn't sign the voluntary I, I was, acknowledgement. I was not al- allowed to even be there for when the nurse brought the paperwork back. Um, and it's... Uh, I guess my next question is, it, has anybody advised you on what is your first step? Uh, well, I've, I've had some people discuss things with me in the past about it. But when it all comes down to it, it really is about finances yeah. and being able to just... I mean, it's going to be anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars is what my lawyer told me. If she, if you did it with if, a lawyer, yep. Yeah, if I go through with a with a lawyer and paying the retainer up front, and then on the low end of things, around five grand, and that's yeah. if there's no contest. Correct. And then, if there is contest and all these contradictions, and they have to continue multiple yeah. court dates, then. I'm looking at upwards of ten grand easily. And it's You're like, looking okay, at paying your attorney, paying a mediator, establishing paternity. Like, there's a whole lot that's right, going to go into that. Right. And so I can understand being reluctant, especially if you right. don't have the financial backing to be able to do that, especially up front. Right. I'm not um, a rich man, so I don't. I don't have all this. No, I got that. You know, money yeah. to just throw at the situation and, and have lawyers take care of it. I can tell so you when I, I've got to mediate on my own. Yeah. You know, and that's about what I can do. When I went through all my custody stuff with my son, he was 12. Yeah. And I had an attorney and my attorney looked me dead in the face and says, you have a 50, 50% chance of winning this because my ex-husband was not physically nice to either one of my kids. Okay. And I was, I was fully dependent on him. I right. didn't work. I stayed home and took care of the five kids, two I had, three he had. And it was... Like, my whole life just started to spiral out of control. That wasn't who I was. I've never been financially, emotionally independent on another human being in my life. And I had to solely rely on him working to provide for us. And I got to the point I just couldn't do that anymore. So I sat my son down and I said, look... I am tired of fighting. I'm tired of fighting you. I'm tired of fighting your dad. If you want to go live with your dad, I'm going to let you go live with your dad. But understand the grass is not greener on the other side of that fence. Right. And I was bawling. This was the hardest decision of my life because my mom left. Yeah. I was four years old and my mom just walked out the door and didn't come back and left me and my two brothers. And so I did not want to be like her. Right. And I I struggled with this and I I talked to my dad. My dad is the best man I've ever met in my life. And I said, dad, I don't want to be like her. And he's like, you will never be like her. Your mom walked out the door and didn't come back, didn't have anything to do with you. You're still involved. You're just giving him the option to choose what he wants. And he's 12. So whether you wait and do it now or you do it in front of a judge two years from now, he's going to choose to go regardless. Right. And he did. Right. He chose to go. Right. And he will tell you that was probably the worst decision of his life. Right, right. And I, I would I would agree with that in my experience. Um, I wasn't a, 
I wasn't afforded the opportunity as early as 12, but in my early teens, it came to be argumentational with my mom constantly, me trying to be a young man. Yeah. Grow up as a young man. My dad's not around regularly, so uh, she doesn't know how to really deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's not, it's not, uh, it wasn't very sunshine and rainbows at home in, in that capacity. It was definitely rough dealing yeah. with her. It was definitely rough for her dealing with me. Um, and then that came that opportunity. It came to demand that, you know, I just want to go live with my dad. Regardless, I want to go live with my dad. And then, yeah, I got to go live with my dad. And then I realized exactly how much more difficult it is, you know, and, and as well for him, um, in that same capacity, he wasn't prepared around the house to have a teenage boy, or early teen boy in his house. You know what I yeah. mean? A young man there. He wasn't prepared in his life to have me every day and be responsible for me every day. Yeah. And that made everything really difficult to, to begin with. It made it really difficult for him. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it was, you know, I was the only one that had a hardship there. I would definitely say that he was going through some difficult things as well. Are you the only child with your... Are you, no. I know no. you have a sibling. I, yeah, with... I, I have a pretty confusing family in that capacity. So <laughs> between my mom and dad, between my mom and dad, there's me and my brother. Okay. Levi. And then they got divorced and my dad got remarried down the line, had my sister Kayla. And mm. my mom got remarried down the line and had my brother Ben. So you... you we have like a mirrored reflection of kind of the same thing like right. my mom and dad had me and my two brothers right. my dad then when they separated my dad had another child right. um that i'm really <coughs> close to right. my mom on the other hand <coughs> i found out when i was 18 i found out she had another child that she gave up for adoption and then had another one and kept him so i have you have other siblings i do there, and yeah. i'm the oldest and i'm the only girl and i just josh this is a really cool story that if you haven't yeah. listened, you probably should go back and listen. I had asked her for two years for information on the brother she gave away, and right. she wouldn't give me anything. She gave me nothing. Right. He found me. He That's found me. Awesome. That's he found awesome. me. That's super cool. Yeah. I actually just messaged him That's yesterday, awesome and I'm like, hey, little brother. He's like, hey, big sister that's little now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. you got jokes. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. You're funny. Yeah. I was laughing. That's, awesome. no, that's really good. We that's really haven't good. met in person, but we have that brother sister banter already. Right. And he, you know, my brother Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Spitting image. No joke. Right. Huh? Actions, mannerisms. Right. I, I just can't. I can't. Right. Right. Well, it's I mean, cool. That's, that's, that is. That's super awesome. And it's, it's really good that, uh, that he, he, you know, that you guys have that connection again. That yeah. You're building on that. Um, so our, thing I, I our childhood when, mirrors a little yeah, bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But there's one thing that I would reflect on that that's stuck with me a long time as far as, like, my siblings go. Our parents are born 20 years ahead of us. Yeah. Our children are born 20 years behind us. Correct. The siblings are the people that you are going to have in your life for the longest period in yeah. your life. It's important that you establish good bonds and good connections. This is going to be the centralization, the core of your real network, the people that you can really reach out to in your yeah. life, you know, besides your close friends. Which, if we're all lucky in saying that we've got three to five good close friends we can call when shit hits the fan. Right. We're, we're lucky if we have that, you know what I mean? So that we've that, had for 30 years. Right, correct, right. And then to, to have a handful of siblings that are in the same capacity of right. being able to, to help and, and be there for you, it's a tremendous thing. It really is. There's a lot of people out there that, that don't have that. You yeah. Know? And that's, uh, that's one thing I like to reflect on that I'm very thankful 
you know what I mean, that I have my siblings in my life. and that I My brother didn't even know them. he was adopted until like two years ago. He, had, he was an only child. He had no idea wow. until some by chance Facebook message came through to him. And now he's got siblings and he's... He talks to me and he talks right. to his full brother and totally off off subject of parenting. But I thought that was a cool story and how our childhoods no, I mean, mimic awesome. each other. That's, it's really awesome. Well, that's part of it is, is yeah. you know what I mean? Like looking back at it, you know, maybe your mom didn't make the right decision at the time or the best decision. But, um, you, you know, you never know with what, what she was going through, I guess. You know what I mean? Like she probably made the best decision she felt that she could. At the time, yeah. whether it be good, bad, or in, in anybody else's eyes, it's it's good now that you have oh, yeah. that connection now, yeah, yeah. and that's that's the positivity of it. I'll know? never understand her decision to leave. I'll never understand, as a mom myself, I'll never understand the decision to leave and leave your kids. I'll never understand the right. the whole uh, giving a child up for adoption. Right, right. I, I won't ever compartmentalize that. Right. I, not this past Christmas, but Christmas before we made a trip to Disney and I will tell you all about that because it's a co-parenting. Yeah. We went on a, a trip and it was probably the best trip and I got to spend That's Christmas good. with my mom and I realized it was really surreal. Mm -hmm. I will never have the relationship with my mom that I needed or wanted growing up as right. a kid. Right. However, the silver lining to that, I get to be that. To right. Shelby. Right. And I have never in my life valued my daughter more looking at her in Florida than I did that day. Right. I got to dress her for prom. I got to dress her growing up. I got to do right her on. hair. Yeah. She used to fall asleep in my lap and I would rub her hair. Right. And now this girl is mean as shit to me. I'm not well, even joking, but she's, she's my little best friend, right. and she's 19, and she's, she's grown. She's grown, and that's exactly <laughs> it. She's uh, she's grown to the point where she's ready to be her own woman. Yep. You know what I mean? And that struggle, that argumentation happening between you guys is, is really evidence of that. Oh, it's she's, more joking she's, you know, than argumentative. Like, right. she's funny. She's inappropriately funny, but <laughs> I love the fact right. that she still needs me. Mom, will you do this? Mom, right. will you do that? She still lives at home with me. Right. My son has ventured out, lives with his girlfriend, came home briefly, right, right. went back, totally support his decisions at 24 right, years old. Right. Like, all I can do is back that. Right, right. He's out there doing his thing, you know, being a young man and getting his life going. Yep. And that's exactly it. That's all we... And that's, I think that's the, 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 the meat and potatoes of it as a parent is to be supportive. Yeah. You know, regardless of what decisions that they're making is that, you know what I mean? Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't support heroin addiction. Right, or bad behavior. But, right, but support your child to get out of that. You yes. You know what I mean? Support, you, you got to think about it. What is what is driving somebody to a point like that? What is right. What drives them away? Lack of understanding, lack of acceptance, lack of appreciation, lack of... Help. I mean, help, all of that. You know what I mean? They just, they're, they're growing humans too, you know? And that's something I've, I've looked at when I, as I'm getting older. I look back at those days and I realize that my kids, or excuse me, not my kids, my parents were kids raising kids yep even in their early 20s me too they were still kids growing up they didn't have it all figured out you know they're still operating on the the ideology that you you, you get married coming out of high school you have kids you go buy the house you stick around the job you live that life right the american dream you have three and a half kids you know and blah blah <laughs> blah retire pension whatever you know but somewhere times were changing yeah. you know what i mean and they were still growing as individuals themselves you know, my mom and dad will both admit, looking back at it in the conversations I've had with them, 
that when they look at back at the past and reflect on it is that they were too different of people and they didn't know that about themselves yet and they hadn't right. grown into who they were going to be the rest of their lives so it's important that you know if if you're younger and you're having kids it's important you understand that you still have a lot of growing to do too you know what I mean? And Looking I back, it. I can see that. I, I still feel over 40 years old. I'm still growing up in some ways. You know what I mean? There's still yeah. so many things in this world that people are figuring out every day. We're constantly yeah. evolving. Correct, correct. And and that's a good thing. That's the positivity in it. Right. You know? um, it's a shameful thing in a way that when we were younger, we didn't have the capacity to make all the right decisions. We weren't as well informed as we thought we were. Right. We had all the information we had, and we thought that was kind of it. I'm making my decision now. And, you know, looking back at it, we realized... It's only, it's only in 2020 hindsight vision that you see a damaged path. Right, right. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. something I reflect on with myself is that I just, I want to be sure that when I was younger, I know that um, I, I had troubles as a young man. You know, I didn't, like I said, didn't have my parents around all the time and in the best capacity. Like, uh, I like you would think the average American household does, but I'm trying to make sure that I don't, how do I want to put it? I don't convey that same childhood trauma I received right. onto my children. Right, right. You don't you know? want to raise your child to have to recover from their childhood. Right, right. You know, something that, like, my dad would always get mad at me because he saw my mom in me. You know, to him, I look like my mom, blonde hair and blue eyed. Well, he's got dark brown eyes and black hair, so... You're just like your mother. Every time I gave him attitude, you're just like your mother. Every time I gave my mom attitude, you're just like your father. And so I received animosity on both sides of the fence from them because yeah. of because of their relationship. And it really had nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it wasn't my fault that they're not, that they have these issues that are unresolved between them. They needed to sit down and have those conversations. They never did, you know, unfortunately. But yeah, same. You know, looking back at it, that's exactly what I don't ever want to give my daughter is some complex that my dad just hates my mom. Right. I don't want her to think that, you know what I mean? In any way, shape, or form, I want her to grow up with the understanding that we didn't see eye to eye. And that, you know, because of that, we grew further apart with our opinions and how we felt about things. Yeah. And that's why we're not together today. That's the bottom line of it. You know, I mean, obviously there's the minutiae as to, you know, how things added up, the straw that finally broke the camel's back kind of thing. You Understandable. Know, that, that kind of stuff. But that's all, it's all minutia when it comes down to it. That's all the little details that really... Don't are, have anything it, to do with her. Really, exactly. Really irrelevant when it comes down to her and her being a healthy, growing growing young person. And, yeah, yeah. and to become a healthy adult. It's what I need to instill in her is to have confidence, to be positive, not to be ashamed of who she is. Because, How old is she? Well, I have, I have one daughter in, in Germany that's 11. I have one daughter here that's 5. Oh, she's five. Yeah. The one here is five. Yeah, yeah. The one here is five. That's a fun age. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. It 11, definitely is. Uh, 11 to 15 gets a little dicey. Right. right. So, <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> I, I haven't received any of that um, young woman energy from my older daughter. Um, she's... I think the German culture is very different about things like that. When oh, it comes yeah. Down to it, you know, I think that's a big part of it. Um, so I, I don't, I do see it in the background though when she's talking to her mom when she and I are on Skype and she says something to her mother. Yeah. Or her mother says something to her. You could see she gives her attitude. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That animosity yeah, from like, being I'm, a I'm, I'm preteen. The, right. I'm on Skype with dad right now. Leave me alone. You know, I'll do that in a bit. But it's just you can see that little yep. bit of she's. And, but that's that's part of the familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That's just how it is. And, you know, I mean, growing up, you're going to find things that are wrong with your parent. Your parent's going to find things that are wrong with you. It's important, though, that we, as a parent, on the parent side of that fence, it's important that we understand that. And that we don't, like, weaponize that against our children because we're, our ego is crushed for some reason or something happened. One know? thing that I've learned over the last couple of years, now, mind you, my kids are grown. I do have stepkids, though, and my stepdaughter is 13. One thing that I have learned is growing up and being a young mom, I would listen to listen. I never listened to understand. There's a huge difference Mm -hmm. to that. If I'm sitting having a conversation with Austin now, who's 24, I'm more listening, not necessarily to what he's saying, but how How he's he's saying saying it. it. Yeah, listen to understand and you're going to get farther. You understand that your child may be just having a bad day. Right. And don't take it personal. Right, right. The... Like I tell Shelby all the time, it's not necessarily what you say, but the tone that it comes out of your mouth is a is, is a big thing. It really is, yeah. And you have to watch your respect level and your tone, mm-hmm. and it all goes hand in hand. And I tried to teach her to be strong right. and stand firm in what you believe and stand up for yourself right. and be the person that I never was because I was shy and timid and I never wanted to talk to nobody. And she is just in your face all the time. And I have now unsilenced my daughter when it comes to my family. And I yeah. shouldn't have ever had to do that. No, now, no. she should have been able to feel when free, she's, free to speak and free to she, talk to other family members and when, comfortable around. Them. When yeah. she's disrespected. Yeah. She's going to let you know she feels disrespected. Right. You and cross my boundary. Yes. Please respect us. You know, and that's you know, another, important. that brings up another point. How do you teach your kids growing up, especially if you don't see them all the time, how do you teach them that having that boundary with an adult is okay and how they verbalize that boundary and respectfully say, hey, you've crossed that boundary? How do you do that? Because I you never know, did that at to my yeah, with my yeah. kids. I don't I don't I don't know. That's a that's a good that's a really good point. Um I don't know. I think you would have to find the proper opportunities to you know in, it's going to have to be an education in the moment I would think. I don't think there's yeah. any way you're going to really prepare your child ahead of time for something like that. Right. Except for by expressing it to them and then them seeing at some point in time like hey, you know, saying it to them. Like, listen, I, I I hear you're upset because you didn't get chicken nuggets right now, okay? But you need to understand there's dinner at home, all right? I'm trying to talk to you about this. We already have food at home. We're not buying more food now. Yeah. You know, please don't sit there. Well, la, 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 I hate you, this or that. If they yell back at you and scream back at you, that's a perfect teaching moment. Not to blow back up at them. You need to sit there and shut up kind of mentality. Right, right, right. You know, like, don't, don't do anything like that because it's sending them completely away from you. You still want to captivate their attention. And in that moment, you obviously have it because they're upset with you and, and yelling at you or screaming right. back. So take that moment to try and, I don't know, try and, try and build that with them and try and expl- express to them because, um, well, in child, child, childhood psychology and, and, I mean, all these reports and studies would tell you that they learn better from being shown. 
Right. They, they want to emulate something in some way, shape, or form. Right. They're going to emulate women. They're going to emulate men, the adults they see in their lives. Yeah. So if they see a consistency from their parents in exercising these boundaries, be it with their friends, their families, or whatnot, in a, in a, in a growing and positive way, not Correct. in a negative or destructive way, but in something that's positive, they're going to take that onto themselves naturally. You know what I mean? That's just how yeah. they will grow to be. They will see those things. They will emulate. Those so things. when you are... Perfect example, when Shelby's dad and I used to fight back and forth, it was always about the same thing. Always. And yeah. it basically just led to teach her that she can just accept this and just move on. Right. And and that's not okay. Right. Like, you don't want to teach your child that accepting somebody crossing your boundaries is right. okay because then they're going to lay their boundaries down and let people cross them. Right. And that's not okay. Right. No, that's not okay at all. Um, that bleeds over to later in life where they have lack of confidence in their relationships, inability to actually stretch out, do their own thing. Yep. You know what I mean? They become codependent. And, and don't get me wrong that, that there's a certain amount of codependency that goes into a relationship with somebody, period. In the but is it codependent or counterdependent? Well... I mean, I, w- I would say, I would say, co in the, in the capacity that that doesn't leave a negative connotation in the in when you say counter dependent. Yeah. But I, I can see counter dependency as well that you know, one party picks up where the other party lacks. Right. And that makes things work. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and that's I guess in the same capacity of what I'm saying in codependency. Right. Right. You know, it, it, in a relationship, you rely on goes, each other. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it, and it as it should be. As, yeah. As it should be, you you have to. Know that in your dark times or in your weakest moments, your partner is there for those things. Now, um, I mean, as far as imparting that to a child, it's difficult to do. Very. I mean, yeah, that's very difficult to do. So with talking about parenting, the the co-parenting or the counter-parenting, counter-parenting is actually negative. Counter-parenting is where one parent pretty much weaponizes the child um yeah. and just holds control and that happens in your situation yeah so i'm i'm in that spot on uh, both sides of the fence um i i really don't have i don't have anything i can really do about it besides sell my house you know buy a, go back to a mobile home somewhere we can talk about that after money when we're it, not you know? on recording and i can i can definitely help you okay. with that okay um, there is definitely steps I'd like to take to ensure that my position <clears throat> with my daughter is, is regular and consistent. And, and yep. at the very most, like it's, it's not that I'm, it's not that I am willing to be inconsistent. I'm, I'm not, I don't like it at all. Um, I'm in a position where my daughter is weaponized against me. She's, she holds if, control if, and she if uses I that. don't say and do the things that her mother wants, then I don't get to see my daughter. Mm-hmm. And Right now, the only time I get to see her is when she calls my mom to have her babysitter. Um, my mom will call every week and see if there's a weekday that she can pick my daughter up from school or something and yeah. have her over for dinner or whatever. And we don't tell we don't tell her mother about it because I don't want her to stop allowing yeah. my daughter to come to my mom's. And, and punish the, the rest get, of the family. Right, because that's the time I get to see her. So yeah. we don't want to create another situation that, you know, we don't, we don't want, I don't want any more animosity out of it. I just want to see my daughter on the weekend. Every other weekend, that's fine. Some sort of consistency. I mean, 
if, if she's having trouble and it's such an issue for her, then I'll take her full custody, you know, like whatever it has to, whatever has to happen for the benefit of my daughter Yeah, yeah. to her benefit. So, mm-hmm. and without an open communication from her mother and understanding and like a, a, a dialogue, a, a flowing dialogue that works, that's, that's co-parenting. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not going to do Madison any, any kind of benefit at all. It's, it's right. just going to keep doing detriment to her in the long run. Yeah. So we can definitely talk about that. Um, I can definitely help you. Awesome. Um, there are, so I have a really, some people think bizarre. Okay. So my husband's ex-wife was the stepmother to his oldest daughter. Okay. So okay. he he's been married two other times before me. His first ex-wife and him do not get along. They do not co-parent. They do not speak. His daughter, his oldest daughter is 20. She'll okay. be 21 this weekend. Right. On. And she lives here now. She grew up in Missouri and she lives here now. She basically told her mom at 17, "Look, you can let me go." Right. Now, she right. came at Christmas. She came at Christmas right before my husband and I got married. Right. And she told her mom, you can either let me stay or come my birthday. Because we got married in December. Her birthday's in March. Come my birthday. I'm I'm hiking, hitchhiking to the right. state line where I will meet Mama Amanda. She will pick me up and I will not come back. She backed her mom right. over a barrel and she stayed. They have yeah. also a child together. Yeah. So... Who's 13. Amanda has children above their child and below their child. Okay. She has, including Kennedy, which is my oldest stepdaughter. She has Kennedy, Dylan, Tatum, Piper, Presley, and Memphis. Okay. I work for Amanda. Amanda is one of my best friends. We all went to Florida (laughs) two years ago. Yeah. So (laughs) my mom, while we were there made a comment to us that she didn't think our relationship was real until she saw it in person. Because how can anybody get along with their husband's ex-wife, her new husband, and all of their kids? And Because it's about the kids. Co-parenting works for us. It does. It's it's the understanding that, you know, I don't... I'm not... I have no animosity towards my daughter's mother. Yeah. I'm just, I'm disappointed in the way she acts and that I don't get to see my daughter regularly. I mean, that's sometimes, that's really it. you know, we see things differently. We have different opinions about how life should be, be conducted and, and what we do in our day to day and where we want to end up in life. And yeah, that's okay. That, I that, will, that is okay. There's I will put the disclaimer that. out that I don't know her. I don't know her name. I don't know who she is. I don't know any of that, but I know that sometimes women, when they leave a relationship, they cannot see their ex with somebody else. It builds animosity. They yeah. they grow hatred and they, they did, become a bitter happened. baby mama. That has definitely happened. There was uh, quite some time when I, I got with my missus now, Francesca, that uh, my daughter's mother was absolutely adamant that she would not be letting me see Madison again. Yeah. Period. End of story. Now, I went through was, the same thing. I mean, I was I was blocked on... Uh, I, I, I couldn't send a text or get a phone call through in any way, shape, or form because she blocked my number. So it's like, okay, okay what do I do? Nothing. Nothing. Know, sit, sit on the sideline. I talked to my mother about it and my mom's an awesome lady. 
I just got to, I mean, she is. Thank God for her um, making the efforts that she has in helping me. Yeah. Because if she hadn't reached out to my daughter's mom's mom, then my daughter's mother would have never contacted my mom to yeah. let her see Madison again. So, and then, like I said, and, and then it builds back to me getting to see her again. And that's the bottom line is being able to make sure that she... I, and I have a healthy relationship there. Yeah. And it's it's and I'll I'll say it too. It's not just for it's not just for Madison's benefit either. I I'm I'm a I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. I'm a father. It's very important for me to see my children. It's it does a lot of damage to me every day that I don't. Yeah. And a oh, lot of I'm people sure. don't understand that. Well, I will tell you the same thing my dad told me growing up. The system is designed to protect women. Mm-hmm. And, me and, being a female, and, I'm like, what does that say about me? Right. I was that better baby mama, right. and I fought for control, and I lost control, and that was the hardest thing for me. Yeah. And I did some horrible shit, and when I had my daughter, and I, I went to bat for my daughter, and I held control, I wasn't giving control up, and he wasn't fighting me for it. He had a child support order, no visitation order. I had DCFS look him in the face and tell him, if you want to see her, you might want to get something in writing because she could withhold your visitation and your phone calls, everything. She doesn't have to let you talk to her. Doesn't right. have to let you see her. Right. We weren't married. Right. I held sole custody of my child. Right. Yeah. I never held her from him. Right. Right. I couldn't do yeah. that. And I mean, I, I understand where like the laws, the laws are sculpted and shaped the way they are. But yep. they're antiquated ideologies of... Based on, you know what I mean, the man being the sole provider all the time. These are right. all these are all old ideologies. Correct. You know what I mean? We need to start looking at the world the way it is in this day and age and the way things are functioning and what yep. is happening as a result of those laws being the way they have been for so long. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys I mean I, I know I know guys that have given up on their life completely, thrown in the towel and just they're throwing their lives in a downward spiral simply because they don't mm -hmm. get to see their kids. Right, because so, the system is set up to protect women. And if you guys aren't married, when that child is born, she holds sole custody of that child right. regardless. Right. You actually have to fight for that. Correct. And so if... If you don't Cost have the money, you yeah, don't have finances, if you, you don't, don't have, have the means, I, you know that's where I'm you at. don't know I where don't, to start. Yeah, like, there's again, a lot. There's so many questions about it. You know, lack of finances. Yeah, inability to really take the first couple of steps to get the ball rolling. Because right. It's it's there's there's so much about it that's daunting. It's intimidating. The whole legal system and getting involved in right. any of that, even trying, is is intimidating because it could come down to I never get to see her again. Right. Do I want to? risk that? Do I want to push the envelope, so to speak? Well, I know that when the change <laughs> came from switching child support to the percent to the table, right. they included parenting time with that, which then incorporated, because before it was, it, it's two separate things. We're not going to talk about it. Now it's, we're going to talk about it. And a lot of the judges now, especially in the state of Illinois, are granting 50-50 custody, 50-50 parenting time. Right. It's not custody. Because... Mother and father equally created a child. They equally have a say in this in this child's life if they're both willing to fight for it. Right. So there isn't a Absolutely. judge that's going to say if unless you're a threat to your child, they're not going to say no. You can't have fifty fifty. Right. I just like I said, I'll help you with that. Right. I, I got right. that shit in the bag. Uh, so I good deal. Good deal on that. Hell yeah. I have so. 
I pissed off the masses. Okay. I we made all a, do, We all do sometimes. I made a post <laughs> about co-parenting versus counter-parenting. Yeah. Because my stepdaughter is currently pregnant. Okay. Her child is going to have older siblings from a previous relationship. Okay. And she is forbidden. We are forbidden from seeing this child from right. the older children. Right. That also doesn't just right. fall on the ex. That falls on the dad. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right. You want to sit and cry in a room, but you're not doing anything right. to help yourself. Right. Ring the I've told you for two years what door. to do. Right. right. So I, I have, I, and I didn't call her out in that post. And it was very informative. The same stuff that I have in front of me. Co-parenting versus counter-parenting. Mm-hmm. Co-parenting is when you work together. And I can honestly say that, and I have told Amanda this multiple times over the last seven years, I keep them, if anything happens to Joe and I, I keep them in the divorce. They're my kids. You divorce adults, not children. Right. I have, from my ex-husband, who was not nice to my kids, I kept his kids. They still talk to me on a daily. Right. I love them. Right. They are just a part of me. I just didn't birth them. Right. And... A love, lot of I times, I love the way you look at that. By the way, and the way you see that, because that's awesome. There's so many people that wouldn't step up to that plate. Yeah. There's so many people that are like, "Well, that's severed connection, and that's just how it goes," you know. No. And it's like that's that's not how it is, you know. No, because you that's, build those bonds with those kids, and those kids right. look up to you. Right. And Amber has told me multiple times, and I felt so bad. Right. Josh, I held a lot of guilt because there was a lot of shit that happened to them girls after I left that shouldn't have happened and wouldn't have happened had I stayed or if I would have right. been able to take them with me. Right. And I told her, I could not take you. They were like, Austin was 12, so 12-ish. Right. Him right. and Amber were the same age. Right. Now I'll tell you, my kids don't look at it the same way. Right. My kids look at it as they are not their siblings. They are nothing. Right. My mom just takes in strays. That's fine. I'll take in strays. They are my kids and I don't care what you guys have to say. They, I have a bond with them. And just because I divorced their dad doesn't mean anything. Well, I mean, they're still young. They're still young. And as they grow, they're going through through these things for the first times in their lives. Right. That's what we talked about earlier. Yes. So it's it's important that you, you know, be supportive on both sides of the fence and say, you know, I understand that you're not really building a relationship here, but... You know, maybe look at it from, you know, from my from my perspective, I love you both. Yeah. And I want you guys to have a bond and, and be able to know each other, you know yeah. what I mean, when it comes down to it. So if if that's if that's something that they're interested in, you yeah. know, you got to plant seeds and water them with positivity. Right, yeah. You know, you got to make a statement, say the And thought, it's got to be hard, too, because you have you it. have a daughter that lives overseas. You have a daughter that lives here. Yeah. They're quite a And my daughter's mother seven here years. has two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven, seven years, years apart? Two, roughly. Yeah, six, six years. Almost six and a half. So almost seven, yeah. But, yeah, my daughter's mother here has two other children. Okay. And that goes back to that. Like, when I see them, yeah. you know, I, I'm always asking them how they're doing, how their school's going, how's volleyball going, things right. like that, sports and activities. You want to interact with them right. just I, like you I would. Mean, I mean, was, I was around them for two and a half, three years of their life yeah. as they were growing up before Madison was born. So it was, um, you know, they were they were my kids as well, you know, right. what I mean? during that time, you know. But, you know, I don't get to see them anymore. That doesn't mean I I don't wonder how they're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't, you know. I, I didn't get to see Amber see for them. like five years. And then yeah. it was, I, I didn't see them, didn't talk to them. Their dad relocated, got remarried. Yeah. 
whatever. So then her mom messaged me out of the blue one day and was like, can you pick a paper in, in Springfield? I said, Springfield what? Right, right. <laughs> Illinois, Missouri, Indiana. Right, right. right. Where are we going? So ever since then, her and I (laughs) have been in contact. We've been really close. Now, do your girls have a relationship? Like, do... Obviously, I'm sure that your oldest knows about the youngest. Yes, yes, she does. Um, my, My littlest is absolutely just... Every time I talk about my oldest, Mm -hmm. every time I bring up Julia, Madison is... Is super excited, mm. you know. Wants to wants to see her on Skype. Wants to see pictures of her. You know, yeah. how is she doing? What's going on? Did they get to talk um, on Skype? Or? No, no, unfortunately. And I really think it has more to do with my oldest mother there in Germany. Um, Julia uh, won't Skype with me while Madison is here. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I really think that has more along the lines to do with her mother. Um, and that she doesn't want to see. Is she an older? Is she an only? Is, Julia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that could be that could be something internal for her that she just wants to stay the only. Right. And so speaking to well, you I, I, when she's I the think only. It's more of it's her mother, because she said it to me in a very flat manner that she didn't necessarily agree with. And yeah. Was yeah. kind of staring off the side of the screen at that time. And you can kind of tell. And it's like, okay, I, I get it. You're, you know, and I don't want to say that she said this things like under duress, but you can tell she doesn't necessarily Maybe agree with a little. the opinion. Yeah. You know, like she doesn't necessarily agree with it, but she doesn't understand any better. You know, she doesn't know yeah. any better. So. This and those are hard conversations saying, you know. that you can have when they do when get they a little get older, older correct, and gain right, the understanding. Correct. Yeah, I talk to Julia about Madison. I tell her how she's doing. You yeah, know, and, and she responds to it. So it's not like she's just being ignorant. That so she, she has does know that she, she has. And yeah, she knows and she responds to those things. She's interactive in the conversation. So, regardless of what happened initially, yeah. I feel like there's definitely. You know, she definitely understands that she has a sister, and I feel like in the long run, well, she's, she's closer to, to eighteen more. than she is not. That's true. So that's true. That's very true. Got to keep that yeah. hope out there. Well, that... I mean, that's that's part of it is too is like with the finances going back yep. to that, like that's having that hope. I've got money set aside to buy that round trip ticket the moment she's ready to come over here. Yeah. And I I know like she and I have had the discussion. She's asked me to come over there a couple of times, and I and I would. Yeah. But there's no other family over there for me. Right, right. There's, I mean, I'm, I'm paying for hotel stays. I'm paying yeah. for all these other fees and whatnot to be there. Just to visit. Where, whereas that same round trip ticket can bring you here, all this family here, everything else going on here. Makes more sense. Correct. Right. Yeah. In, in, in the long run. And she understands that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to be over there in a position where I'm around her mother and there'd be leftover animosity. Right. Her mother did have some psychological problems that, you know, we found out after. after Mental health is a big thing. Yeah. You know, after after I got married and she had been living here in the States with me for a little while, um, it it became prevalent to me, just self-evident that something was going wrong with her. What is what is wrong with her daily? You know, what is happening in her mindset? And after repeated attempts to get her into therapy, it came out to she had already been through therapy for quite some time. She has bipolar. Okay. And that she had been not taking any kind of medication for three plus years at that point in time. So. So that's rough. No wonder it was getting weirder and rougher and tougher day by day. So it it ended up being a, a consistent argument with her about 
American culture and some of the dumbest things, and then the next day everything was fine, and then the next day everything's explosive again, until one day I come home from work and my wife and daughter are gone. Three and a half months later, down the, down the, down the timeline, I finally get a response, you know, from her saying, you know, okay, I don't want you contacting, I sent an email to her dad, you know, and I don't want you, want you, want you contacting my dad anymore, blah, 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 I'll let you see Julia. I had to annoy her father with email after email, like every week for months. In order until to get I finally, somewhere? Yeah, until he was finally shitty and said, excuse me, when he was finally upset and said, hey, you need to, you need to contact him. You need to take care of this, plain and simple. And so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thankful I didn't give up. Right. In that capacity, I really am, you know. But there's been some difficulties there along the way. There's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure where she's at right now with her medication and her therapy and things like that over there. And that's not anything for you to really, concern yourself right, with. Well, it's really not other than I hope she's, I hope she's getting treatment and I hope she gets the therapy or help that she needs for her to find her peace in, in, yeah. in, her, in her And as long as your life, child's you know? taking care of, then. Right, exactly. As long as I get to see my daughter healthy, she's smiling, she's alive, everything's okay. She's going to school, she's learning, she's progressing as a person. Yeah. That's the positivity I can take from that situation. And then, when, like, like I said, whenever I get to see her, that's, yeah. that's our time. And I get to reflect on, you know, she's growing, she's doing her thing. And, and, and especially with co-parenting in, in that capacity, I don't want to do anything that's going to counter what her mother yeah. has said. And that's a big mean? deal. And, and, I tell, and I tell both of my daughters every time. Um, I get off Skype with my oldest and I tell her to make, you know, make sure you're paying attention to school. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the time with you. I'm very proud of you. You're doing great. I love you. Make sure you're listening to your mom. I'm not there. I don't know what her mothers are telling them. Either one of them. I don't know what their mothers are telling them. But the bottom line is I have to have faith that they're not going to do anything to really hurt my child. Right. So, you know what I mean? That's... That's what I can do in that capacity with her to co-parent. And not concern <laughs> yourself with things you just can't change. Right, right, exactly. That exactly. is really hard to do. It, it is, it is. Because I, there's so many times I wish things were different. I oh, wish 100%. There, were, there was something more I could do or I had more leverages or, you know, the, the resources or whatever. But it, it really comes down to whatever she's got going on is none of my business as long as my daughter's healthy and growing you know what i mean and, yeah and, 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 and in my opinion and i know there's a lot of people in a lot of different situations and anybody that may hear this doesn't really know the whole situation and can make any judgment they want about it but the bottom line is, is as long as my daughters are taken care of and happy and healthy i don't i don't really i don't really care what's going on in that capacity i shouldn't you know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's not, it's it's not really business. up to you. Yeah. It really has nothing to do with me. Um, and I have to, I have to create the environment and the relationship between my daughters that if something is happening, that they feel that they are safe in coming to me and talking yeah. to me about Be it. Be that safe space. Right, right. It, it, it does no good for me to counter parent yeah. in saying, you know, your mom did this or your mom did that because I'm upset about a situation and letting that emotion bleed over into yeah. what's supposed to be a positive interaction between me and my child one has thing now that, left them with this impression that... One thing that I learned wrong. that I should have <laughs> taken into consideration years ago was your child will develop their own feelings and their own mm -hmm. Opinions, idealistic views yeah. of their other parent. You Correct. don't have to influence that. Correct. 
my daughter used to think her dad hung the moon. Right. And I would be like, that's the biggest joke I've ever heard. But looking back, he did. Right. In her eyes. Right. She didn't see things from my point of view and she never will because she is not in that situation. Now, if she ever gets in that situation, we can talk about it and we can go, well, I kind of went through something similar. Right. No situation is ever the same. And I've learned that kids will make their own. And I'm going to tell you, Austin's view of his dad now yeah. is different than seven, eight years ago. When he wanted to go live with him. When he and, wanted yeah. to. Well, yeah. not even that. He yeah. spent five years with his dad where he was mainly grounded. He ran away. Right. And the last time he ran away, he ran to me. Right. And a cop told him he didn't have to leave. He was 17. Right. He stayed with me for right. a few years after that. I just required him to finish school. Right, right. I, that was the one thing Good that point. I did. I pushed both my kids. I don't care what else you do. Right. Finish school. I don't right. care if you go to college. I don't right. care. Right. Let's get you out of high school without a baby. Because right. I, was, I, right. was, I was in high school right. when I had Austin. Right. That was the hardest shit to do. Right. It's difficult. That's for sure. That's for sure. I was an 18-year-old mom. Yeah. I didn't know my head from my ass. And right. I'm telling you, looking back over the last 24 years raising Austin. Yeah. I am so sorry that my son had to go through the worst parts of me. Right. Right. Because I am so far from there. Right. 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 That's absolutely it. We all grow up. And the, and it goes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, like my parents were kids when they had kids, when they had me and my brother. They were still growing up, you know, and I'm sure in that capacity, you were still growing up, too. 100%. You know, we've all still got, we've got room to fill. Yeah. We've got, we got growing to do. Not only that, but I mean, we, a lot of the room that we've had filled is with bad programming. Yeah. A lot of things we learned early on from our parents. And, Very and, and true. And we just stuck true to these things in our subconscious, whether we think about it or not. And to realize those things is, is to take, you know, take the time to meditate, reflect, whatever you want to call it, but take the time to think about those situations and understand where they could have been different, understand how things could have changed, understand how, (laughs) I don't know how, how we've all got room to grow. You know what I mean? Like how we could all do better. You know, we're all, we're all human. We make mistakes in that capacity. I, I just hope like at my age, I hope when my daughters are getting into their teens and going through the rougher stuff in yeah. their life that that I'm more level-headed about it myself. You know, I feel like I've grown a lot from who I was, but I still yeah. want to be able to approach those problems that they're going to have. With, with, I mean, I think every parent does. You want to help your kids out the best you can. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that's a, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing that you've grown through those things, you know? So with that... We are winding down. We only have a couple minutes left. Josh, what? We have like five minutes. If there was one piece of advice you could give to parents everywhere, what would you say? Stay, stay positive. Keep your head up regardless of it all. Um, any negativity you throw at yourself or in the situation or all the challenges you're going to come to anyway, you're going you're gonna to feel more defeated if you don't. Just keep looking at the silver lining that if you if your children are under the age of 18 that at some point in time they will be 18 and they can make those decisions for themselves and they are making those decisions as they grow to that age so if you're a positive parent and it's it's not even about buying them a pony or a car or any of that it's 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 about being that present. safe place they can cut present consistent 
that they can come to you, that they that they know that they have a strong bond with you and that you're not going to suddenly turn on them. Yeah. Then that's that's the best thing you can do for them. Uh, that's going to help them build confidence. Um, don't let your previous relationships negativity be reflected in how you speak to your child. Don't let those past situations control or guide your view. Um, I, there's There's things... I've caught myself wanting to say, but then I'm biting my tongue and my lip because I know there's no positivity in it for my daughters. Right. If I say these things to them, what benefit does it give them? Right. Nothing. It just gives them a negative point of view about maybe their mother and about me as well. Yeah. Because I'm the one saying these things. So So I'm going to piggyback on that. One thing that I've learned through this journey is don't make, and this goes in general in life. (laughs) Don't make permanent decisions on temporary emotions. How you feel today may not be relevant on how you feel two months, five months, two years, five years, 20 years down the road. Stay consistent. Stay present. Josh, I appreciate you. This has been so great. I absolutely love talking about parenting with you. And we could probably sit and talk for days about all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. I will definitely have you back on this podcast. Um, I am going to end this. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and leave a positive review. I will be posting more. And I will definitely have Josh back on the podcast. See you guys later. Thank you.